Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. We're still in our series, Focused. This is our last week of Focused, our series. With everything that's been going on with the pandemic and everything that's happened around our nation, a lot of times we can get distracted and forget about who we are sometimes. But we're going to talk about focus this morning, but we're going to talk about walking a spirit-empowered life. Walking a spirit-empowered life. How many know you got, when you got born again, the Holy Spirit came and lived within you, right? But also as Pentecostals, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where God wants to give you even more of his spirit and, and pour more of his spirit into you. That you overflow, that you begin to make a difference. And matter of fact, we see that in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I know it sounds like a missions thing kicking off here this morning. But listen, what I want you to focus on, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When you receive, church, the power of God is within you. How many know all we have to do is come to a place where we can release it? Amen. We got to come to a place where God can, will allow God to use us and walk in the power of the Spirit and be the witnesses He's called us to be. So as we're talking about walking a Spirit-empowered life, the first thing I want to point out, Spirit-empowered people are led by the Spirit of God. They are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. You see in Acts chapter 16, I'm going to be paraphrasing some of these, but Paul and Silas, they were traveling. As they were traveling, the the Holy Spirit prevented them from going to the providence of Asia. Now think about that. Why would the Holy Spirit stop somebody that's going to go preach the gospel? Why would the Holy Spirit say, don't go there. I don't want you to go there. I've got another plan. And so they, he stopped them there. And then it says, as they come to the border of Mysia, they, they headed north to the uh, providence of Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them there. Now think about that. They were going to preach the gospel. And God says, no. So what am I saying? What, we can do good things or we can do God things. And how many of you know, church, we've got to learn how to listen to the Spirit of God within us. Spirit-empowered people are led by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit prevented them from going any place and going there. But instead, they, they went on to another, another place, passed through uh, Mysia, and came to, to Taurus. And as they, as they came there, listen to what it says. That night, as they were there, it says that Paul had a vision in verse six, 9. A man from Macedonia in the northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. What happened? As God spoke through this vision, Paul and Silas determined that was the will of God. And so they went to Macedonia. As they went to Macedonia, God did some great things. But before we jump into that, let me share with you. How many know God will speak to us if we're listening? Let me give you some. In my own personal life, there's several ways that God has spoken to me. And let me just share those with you real quick. Through visions, as Paul had here, we see visions. There's times God speaks to us through circumstances that come up in our life. There's times that God uses people to speak in our life. That's the reason you need to have good people around you. They will speak truth to you, Sometimes, but God speaks to us. And what I call a holy unction. There's times when the Holy Spirit just puts something in your heart that you can't shake, you can't get rid of, and you've got to do it or you're going to bust. How many know what I'm talking about? That's a holy unction. There's times God speaks to us through prophecies. There's times he speaks to us through dreams, tongues, interpretation, and many other words of knowledge and different things through the scripture. But most of all, church, how many know he speaks through the word of God? 
Amen. All these things, there's different ways. But mostly today, I believe God speaks through the word of God. This is the reason we need to know what God's word says. Amen. So these men were led by the spirit of God. Now, they could have went on into Asia on their own. I'm sure they did it well. They could have went on to these other cities. But the Holy Spirit said, no. I want to do God things, not just good things. Amen. And we've got to be able to hear the voice of God. So they were, the Spirit and power of people are led by the Spirit. But not only that, the Spirit and power of people are looking for opportunity. Do you look for opportunity to minister? Do you get up today and say, hey, God, what do you want me to do today? God, how do you want to use me today? How many know God wants to use every one of us every day? Do we look for opportunities? Spirit-led, empowered people are looking for opportunities. See, as they, as they got into to, to, uh, Macedonia, they wound up in Philippi. As they wound up there, that was a Roman colony, and they were there for several days. But it says, look at this, on the seventh day, verse 13, on the seventh day, they went out a little, little outside the city to a riverbank where they thought people might be meeting for prayer. And we sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. They were looking for an opportunity. They just sat and sat back. They went out and began to look around. And they find this place where the people are gathered. They sat down with these women. And as the Spirit of God began to work through them, they, they actually led Lydia to the Lord. Lydia was a lady who's uh, she's um, from Thyatira. She also sold purple linen, expensive linen. She knew God. She knew she's under the old covenant, but she had not accepted Jesus Christ. And Paul and Silas took the time and led her to the Lord. Think about that for a moment. They looked for an opportunity. They just didn't sit back. They said, God, where do you want us to go? And God led them to Lydia. As he led them to Lydia, they led her to the Lord. Now look at the verse 15, what it says. It's interesting. It says, she was baptized along with members of her household. I mean, right there. They got saved. They got baptized. And listen, then she said, I want you to come stay with me. And she said, if you think I'm a true believer, you will come and stay at my house. She convinced them to come stay. She had a life-changing experience because somebody was looking for an opportunity to share Christ with her. Listen, are you looking for opportunities today? Man, we have to look for opportunities to say, God, how can you use me today? God, how can, how can I be a servant for you? I want to walk in the spirit-empowered life, and I want opportunities to minister for your kingdom. So they, she was baptized. But not only that, I want you to see spirit-empowered people have authority. They have authority. How many know you have the, you have the right to use the name of Jesus? How many others, when you speak in the name of Jesus, demons have to, have to flee. There's power in the name of Jesus. Now look at this. They, they, had, they had went into this one area. As they went into this one area, as they went out to, uh, to find a place to pray, there was this demon-possessed woman came up. I'm, I know I'm paraphrasing a lot of this because there's a lot of scripture here. There was a demon-possessed woman came, and she, she, was, she was a fortune teller, and she would make a lot of money for her master. And all of a sudden, Paul and Silas showed up, and here's this woman. She followed the Paul and Silas and the rest, shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God. They have come to tell you how to be saved. Now, they, she wasn't just walking around, oh, these are servants of the Most High God. I, let me introduce you to them. No, she was... She was antagonistic. She was, she was just yelling. The Word of God says she was shouting it out. These men! Man, that's my best voice I got, you know. <laughs> How many of you had somebody day after day running around screaming and, and mocking you and using this? How many, how many would get annoyed with that after? It wouldn't take me but about five minutes or less. I, I, I'm going to be annoyed with it. But that's all she did is just screaming as they walked around trying to minister to people and taking opportunities. 
And so we see she followed them and just yelling this. And then look at verse 18. This went on, for, uh, on after, day, after uh, days until Paul was exasperated. Paul got done with it. He said, I've, I've had enough of this woman. There, how many know there comes a time when you say that enough is enough? But I, what I want you to see is that he commanded her, the, the demon inside her, he said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and instantly it left. How many know there's power in the name of Jesus? Amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. When you are walking the, as a spirit-filled believer and walk the life of an empowered believer, you can, you can call on the name of Jesus. You can, God has given you power to set the captive free. Amen. There, the power of God resides in you. It's not you. It's the spirit of God within you. Amen. And so we see that Paul, Paul might have put up this for a while, but when he got done, he says, it's done. Church, you know, there's times I've dealt with people with demonics. And you know what? I don't allow that, that, the, the demon to reveal itself whatsoever. I, I take authority over it because you know what? God has given me the right and the authority. He said that we, that we would be able to, in the last days, we'd cast out demons. We'd see people set free. We'd see the dead raised. We'd see miracles take place. All in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? And so he, you want, I want to encourage you to walk in the power of the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit of God. Look for opportunities or uh, times to have opportunities. But let me just say this too. Spirit-empowered people face opposition. Spirit-empowered people face opposition. Well, I thought because I was doing the will of God that I'd have no problems. Oh, God, I was doing this for you. Why, why, am, I, why am I dealing with this? We, we did this in your name. But listen, it says it here in verse 19, her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and drugged them before the authorities in the marketplace. They just set this lady free. They had done nothing wrong. But the crowd turned on them. The whole city was in an uproar, the word says. And they began to shout and they took them to the city officials. And there it says they were teaching things that are not right for us Romans to practice. And this mob formed around them. Church, the word of God says they were stripped and they were beaten with rods. For doing the will of God. Well, I thought if I, did, if I got saved and I'm doing things for God, I would never face opposition. No, can I tell you, when you're doing the will of God, the enemy's not going to love it. And there will be people that get upset about it. But you just continue to do what God has called you to do. This mob t- t- took place. And it says in verse 23, they were severely beaten. And then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. What had they done wrong? They had done, been doing the will of God. The Holy Spirit had led them there. But look at this. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in stocks. In other words, he, he was told not to let them escape. But listen, you may face opposition, but here's what I know about spirit and people. Spirit-empowered people praise in the midst of hard times. They praised in the midst of hard times. Look at this. Verse 25, it says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And I love this. And the other prisoners were listening. Man, in the midst of hardship. They, they had just been beaten. They were in shackles. They were, they're bloody. They're messed up. And just all the things that happened. And they're sitting there in the middle of midnight singing and praising God. And all of a sudden, they had an audience of prisoners. And this says, suddenly, verse 26, it says, suddenly there was a massive earthquake 
And the prison was shaken to its foundation. The doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. How I many know that's the power of God? Amen. But listen, what I want you to see is this. In the midst of this hardship, they praised God. They, they didn't act like the rest of the world. People are always watching how we respond during hard times. They're always watching. Your children are watching you, how you respond with difficulties. They're, your people that you work with, if they know you're a believer and you believe in the power of God to do th certain things and do miracles, they're watching how you respond. They're looking to see how you're doing with this. So people are always watching how you deal with hardship. See, we can make a decision to get angry, or we can say, and be like the rest of the world, or we can say, keep our focus on Christ. And realize we're here not because we've done anything wrong. We're going this because we've been doing the will of God. And we can praise it in the midst of it. See, you will be able to continue to worship and praise God in the midst of whatever you're going through when you keep your focus on God. The see, spirit and power of people worship before the storm, in the midst of the storm, and after the storm. Now, I had a good friend of mine who once said, wouldn't it be great if people would learn how to praise? What if the children of Israel learned how to praise God before the Red Sea, in the midst of the Red Sea, and after the Red Sea? But how, what did they do on the, before the river was done? They complained. How many know God wants you to praise on both sides? Amen? Both sides. And so spirit-empowered people, even though they face opposition, they know how to praise and go through that, that situation. But the next thing I want you to know about spirit-empowered people are focused on influencing others. They're focused on influencing others. It's, they realize their life can make an impact. Look at verse 27. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. Now look at this. I don't know where Paul was situated, but apparently he could see the guard. He said, Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself. We're all here. We're all here. The jailer called for light and ran to the dungeon and fell down and trembled before Paul and Silas. Now look at this church. Then he brought them out and asked, sir, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with, along with your, everyone in your household. Now think about that. Paul and Silas, they had set a lady free. They're now in jail. They're in the midst of a hardship. They're praising God, and God uses them to influence the soldier. And this soldier comes to know Christ in his entire household. But here's the thing. As they shared the word, he came, his whole household got saved. And think about it. That night, that very night, even it says even at that very hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. I mean, what an influence. What an influence. When you think about influence, their lives, Paul and Silas' life spoke something to this man's heart. And as it spoke to his heart, he even took them home and fed them. And what did you think about? When did all this start take place? What time was it? When, they, when Paul and Silas started singing in prison, what time was it? Midnight. It was midnight. Now, what time do you think it might be? He said, in this hour of the night. It could be, it could be 2 30, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. We don't know. But the word says that this, night, this hour of the night, they not only accepted Christ, but they were baptized in the middle of the night. They're, what an influence. They saw something in these guys that they wanted, and it was the Spirit of God, it was Christ. 
He brought them to, into his home, it says, and he set a meal before them. He washed their wounds. Now think about it. This same jailer who put them in stocks and bonds has now been such converted and changed by what he had seen and what he had experienced that he's now washing the wounds of the prisoners that he locked up. And not only that, he's, his whole household has come to know Jesus Christ and is baptized. How many church God can use you to influence others? That's the reason we need to watch how we live. We need to be careful of things, we, how we respond or react in difficulties because there's somebody watching us. Somebody is watching us. See, Paul and Silas valued the jailer's life over their freedom. You know, they could have walked out. The jailer would have never known it. But they were there to do the will of God. See, he was moved by their kindness and that led him to repentance. See, the, their love opened the door for an opportunity for the gospel to be shared. Because what did he say? What must I do to be saved? The next thing, church, spirit-empowered people know who they are. They know who they are. Because the next morning, the officials who had beaten Paul and Silas, what did they say? They sent the police over and said, listen, go tell the jailer they can go free now. They can go free. You're free to go. And I'm sure the jailer told, the, the jailer went in and said, listen, Paul and Silas, you're free to go now. You can go home now. But what did Paul say? But Paul replied, they have publicly beaten us without a trial and put us into prison. And we are Roman citizens, so now they want us to leave secretly. Certainly not. Let them come themselves and release us. Paul knew who he was. How many know it's important for us as the children of God to know who we are in Christ? We need to know who we are, that we can stand our ground when the enemy tries to, to tell us, hey, you just need to go away in secret. No, you need to know who you are. Paul and Silas, they knew who they were. And you know what it says? The, the officials, when the police went back, said, hey, man, these guys are Roman citizens. They, they were scared. They were concerned. They, they ran down and apologized for what they did. But church, it's important for you and I to know who we are. You are a child of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have been given the power and the spirit of God lives in you. Listen, you got to know who you are. Amen. That you would be able to stand. See, in my Bible, I, I share this at first service. In my Bible, right up front here, I have, I, it's called the Mirror of the Word. And I've made, I've made it available to many, many people. And I'll make, I'm making a bunch of copies. I already had a bunch of people. But listen, sometimes in my own life, I just have to go back and remind myself who I am. And it just, it's, it's just in this. I am complete in Him who is the head of all principalities and powers. I am alive with Christ. I am free from the law of sin and death. I am far from oppression and fear does not come near me. I am born of God and the evil one cannot touch me. I am holy and without blame before Him in love. I have the mind of Christ. I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. I have the greater one living in me. Greater is He who is in me than he that is in the world. I receive the gift of righteousness and reign as King in life by Jesus Christ. I have received the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Jesus. My eyes and my understanding has uh, been enlightened. I have received the power of the Holy Spirit to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, to cast out demons, to speak in new tongues. I have the power of all. I have I have power over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm me. I mean, I I pray that. I go there and I go back over the word. And it's, just the, it's just the word telling who I am and who I am in Christ and what I have in Christ. It's the promise of God. And you need to know who you are. Amen? Amen. It's so important, church, 
God, because I believe God wants us to be led by him. God wants us to use opportunities, look for opportunities. I believe God wants us to be influencers. I believe God wants us to, to have praise in the midst of whatever we're going on and let our life speak to others and, let, and know who we are in Christ. Do you know who you are in Christ this morning? I'm going to ask the worship team to come in these next few moments. Do you know who you are in Christ this morning? Do you really know who you are? That God has great things for you? See, Paul and Silas, they returned. As they returned from the jail, they went back to Lydia's house where the lady had gotten saved. And what a difference it made. Amen? Church, how many believe God wants to use you today? God wants to use you to make a difference in this world. If any t- at any time in our, our lives, the world needed to see an influence of Jesus Christ, it's now. People need to see you being led by the Spirit of God. Looking for opportunities to share. God wants to do great things in your life. Do you believe that? And Father, I pray right now. Father, that you would just come afresh by the power of your Holy Spirit. That your Holy Spirit, Father, would right now begin to move us, oh God to be the people of God that you've called us to be. God, to to live a life empowered by the Spirit. Father, I just pray, God, there's some that may, in their life, they've they've become weary and doing good, but Father, I pray, God, they would just hold on. God, they would get a fresh anointing. They would get a fresh outpouring of your Spirit upon their life, oh God. And Father, they can go and make a difference for your kingdom. Father, I ask it right now in the name of Jesus. If you're here this morning, you'd say, Pastor, I realize I have the Spirit of God within me, but I haven't been really living my life in a sense of an empowered, Spirit-led person. But I want to surrender once again, allow the Holy Spirit to have control in my life. I want God to be able to use me for his glory and for his honor. No one looking around, please. If that's you, just say, Pastor, that's me. I want to be used for God. I want to walk in the Spirit of God. I want to influence others. I want my life to speak. I want to have influence in bringing others to Christ. If that's your desire, just slip up your hand. I just want to pray for you. Yes, amen. Amen. Father, right now, I pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon this church. Father, you saw the ones that raised their hand, oh God. They realize, God, their life hasn't been spirit-empowered, God, but they've been mostly walking in their own abilities. God, we need you as never before. God, if we're going to see this this area turned around, if we're going to see lives changed, God, it's got to be done through the Spirit. God, we need you to empower us today to be the men and women of God that you've ordained for us to be. God, that when we go, Lord, we go in the power and the anointing of the Spirit of God. God, that when we walk in the office tomorrow, the atmosphere could be changed because of the Spirit of God that's within us. God, when our co-workers see us tomorrow, God, they would not just see us, they would see Jesus. They would see the power of the Spirit of God. They would see a person who's living a Spirit-empowered life. 
that would bring glory and honor to you. I ask it in the name of Jesus. Bring a renewing and a refreshing, oh God, in our hearts. God, would you do that today? We ask it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise today. We give you glory and honor in the mighty name of Jesus.